This is a Pele Media Podcast. Aloha, Ghostbusters Minute listeners. This is Kyle, back with another Ghostbusters Minute bonus episode. This time, we're doing the one for February of 2019. We hope you have some fun listening to this. This is a conversation about the state of the Ghostbusters universe, as it was back in 2016, I believe, when we put this out, because this was right around the end of us doing Ghostbusters Minutes. So you're going to hear what it was like uh, to be back in 2016 after the Ghostbusters Answer the Call film had come out and not performed up to Sony's expectations and kind of where everything was going. Uh, So kind of compare and contrast our thoughts and feelings on things back then to where they are right now, uh, which is in an interesting place. So, all right, folks, we hope you enjoy this episode. We will be back in March for more Ghostbusters Minute bonus episodes. Everyone have a fantastic February. Take care of yourselves. We'll see you in March. Welcome back, loyal and wonderful Patreon subscribers. We we appreciate you guys being Patreon subscribers. We appreciate you. We appreciate you even just listening to this show. I'm Kyle. I'm Brady. And today we have kind of a, a free form open show. We're going to be talking about the state of the Ghostbusters with some news items that came out this last week and kind of looking towards the future of what's going to be happening with the Ghost Corps and the Ghostbusters franchise and. So we don't really have any sort of uh, source inside of Ghost Corps or anybody over there at Sony that we personally know. We're going to be taking a lot of this news from websites like Cinema Blend, Slash Film, uh, The Hollywood Reporter. I think Kim Masters did a story we're going to be talking about here in a minute. But uh, anyway, Brady, how are you doing today? Uh, I'm doing really good. Um, doing really well. Yeah. So I, I uh, you know, we only have a few more Patreon episodes coming up before we are done. So we yeah. thought that this would be a a pretty important one actually to address is is the state of Ghostbusters itself so yeah we're coming out of 2016 when the Ghostbusters reboot uh, Ghostbusters answer, answer the call uh, did not exactly strike the fire underneath the Ghostbusters fan base or the public at large, as I think maybe it was hoped to. I mean, the, of course, there was a small core of people, a ghost core, if you will, who were very excited about the movie. It, Halloween was just last week, and we saw all sorts of pictures of people dressing their kids up as Holtzman, you know, or uh, Aaron or uh, Patty from the from the new movie. But uh, I, it's the movie is a seventy million dollar loss for Sony, and no matter how you cut it, no matter how successful the movie might be, in your opinion. That's not exactly the kind of numbers that make a studio want to go out and directly start greenlighting a sequel to it. And, uh, you know, just this week, Kim Masters from The Hollywood Reporter uh, had a story that uh, I think was actually brought to our attention by our friend Scott Corelli over at DuelingGenre.com and the Back to the Future Minute podcast, uh, amongst others. Uh, But I read through this article. Did you get a chance to read it? Uh, No. So Kim Masters is a Hollywood reporter uh, who works for the Hollywood Reporter. She also does the podcast The Business from KCRW. But Kim has connections with all sorts of studios. And she wrote a book about uh, Michael Eisner's uh, role at Disney during his time called The Keys to the Kingdom. She also wrote another one about the the guys who kind of basically took Sony for a ride, uh, the producers of like Wild Wild West. And I can't remember the name of that book, but it was it was pretty awesome. But uh, Kim knows what she's talking about when it comes to the business in Hollywood. But So the title of the story this week was Sony Feels More Ghostbusters Pain Due to Finance Partners Exit. So basically the premise of this is that when a movie is made, a production house like Sony, uh, a studio, will take multiple production partners to kind of spread out the 
cost of the movie. So what they'll do is they'll go out to a couple of different financiers and say, hey, would you guys mind giving us $20 million to help make this movie? If the movie scores and it's a hit, you're going to make money off of it. But if the movie loses money, the studio won't have to take such a giant hit on it. So it's kind of a risk for this venture capital firm like the one uh, here, which I think was LSC. Uh, LSC, they pulled their backing out actually a month into the production of the film. So... LSC kind of saw the writing on the wall, I think, that this was not going to be the movie that they wanted to back. But, of course, LSC had been a a partner with Sony and had put money into a lot of movies that it lost. uh, It took a bath on, like, The Brothers Grinsby, Money Monster, and Aloha. Do you know about Aloha? No. What's that? So it was kind of revealed during the Sony hacks. When it was, you know, uh, allegedly North Korea hacked Sony, all this information came out that, yeah, I uh, remember that Cameron Crowe was making this movie called Aloha in Hawaii, starring, I think, Emma Stone. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you remember and, this movie? Oh, God. What's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bradley yeah, Cooper? Yeah, yeah. 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 So the movie supposedly went into production without any sort of script or idea of what it was supposed to be. They just kind of started shooting some stuff and mm-hmm. were making it up as they went along, and the movie was extremely expensive. Well, LSC had put a lot of capital up for this, and Aloha, if you remember... I mean, you know, he had trouble kind of remembering the movie the second yeah, ago. It didn't, it didn't yeah. do anything when it came out. So LSC had continued to take a bath on Sony product, projects. So by the time that Ghostbusters goes into production, they say, you know what? We're pulling all of our backing you've, out of this. You, and you've got to wonder what they saw significant about Ghostbusters. Something yeah. that a property that has, you know, uh, just financial promise. And if they were like, okay, this is just all too risky. We got to pull out. Like, what did they see in it? Uh, before the movie showed that it, you know, just wasn't going to have that much success. Well, they had put up actually twenty-five uh, percent, so a quarter of the whole production budget. And the, the production budget of Ghostbusters is, is noted as being pretty high, one hundred forty-four million dollars, which for a comedy is extremely high. But of course, you know, I think you saw a lot of that money up on the screen in the special effects. Yeah. The special effects in the movie were fantastic, but they took up such a large portion of the movie because. Special effects, as we've you know mentioned on the show before, when it comes to the 2016 Ghostbusters, are very important when you're dealing with an international audience, a non-English speaking audience. Uh, special effects ghosts look cool, and no matter what country they play, yeah. And a lot of the box office on movies today are based in overseas, how the movie plays overseas. Right. Well, one of the biggest problems with Ghostbusters is it did not play in China because the nature of the movie dealing with ghosts was the Chinese government said would offend audience. I think that may be part of what broke it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, part definitely. It. No, it was that's the number one reason I believe that the movie ended up tanking was because it didn't play to an international audience. The Chinese may have loved it. I don't know. But uh, there's no way of telling because it didn't play over there. But LSC... Without knowing that it wasn't going to play in China, because that was kind of a last-minute piece of information that Sony got, uh, LSC said, you know what, we're not comfortable backing 25% of this. So it could be that they were looking at the overall budget of the yeah, movie. Yeah, the 25%, and not the fact that it was just going to tank. Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, there was nothing... And going, tank is a strong word, but... There was nothing really going into it that said this movie will not do well. You know, it isn't going to do well. So whatever LSC's reasons were for pulling out, they went ahead and did it. Tom Rothman, the head of Sony, actually thought about suing this over the, uh, suing LSC over this. But because they want LSC to be a partner in future movies, he said, you know what, we're not going to do that. That would be bad business to sue a company that's given us so much money for so many movies. But um, at the same time, you know, if, if I'm maybe a shareholder in Sony... I don't know that I would have a whole lot of confidence in Tom Rothman to carry the studio forward at this point, you know. But this, you know, Ghostbusters wasn't really something that he had actually even uh, put on the docket. You know, it was actually greenlit by the previous head of Sony on the way out. She was kind of uh, outed. I can't remember her name all of a sudden, but uh, whenever the email hack happened, all the leaks came out, she was actually kind of 
shamed out of the company. I think she had some really nasty things to say about Angelina Jolie and some emails that got out. And Sony, of course, wants to keep her as a star that they can continue to make movies with. Uh, and she exited the company. The last thing she does on the way out is she says, hey, we're going to make that Ghostbusters movie. It's going to be all female. This is my you know parting gift to the world. And then she leaves. Uh, so Tom Rothman standing there with this greenlit movie that this production budget had been put into place for. And now all of a sudden they've got, they're paying Katie Dippold to write the movie. They're playing Paul Feig to kind of go out there and start working with actors, trying to figure out who's going to be in the movie. Too many wills are turning at that point to stop the movie. Yeah. But, uh, because of that, because of this unfortunate sequence of events, Sony standed there at the end of the day, taking all the losses on themselves, $70 million in losses. Um, you know what it sounds kind of like? What's that? Aloha. Just things moving to... Starting yeah. off too fast, they've got too many wheels turning. There's just not a movie to be made there. You've got all the other components, but you don't have the movie to be made. Uh, yeah. And you hear about that happening a lot. And sometimes, it, you know, that just works out in your favor. Like Jaws started off without like a completed script, Apocalypse Now, but those are accidental. Or happy accidents, rather. I think they shot all of Iron Man without a script, the first Iron Man. They had some outlines of what they wanted to yeah. do. And then if you watch it, you can tell that everybody's improving. but the reason it works is because you have, you know, uh, genius improvers up there on the screen with the general outline of what they need to do. And, yeah. they, you know, it actually kind of works in that way because the characters are what are brought to life by the actors. Right. But, and, and talented this- as uh, a cast as Ghostbusters 2016 had, you need more for a Ghostbusters movie to make it work than just a good cast. Right. One of the things we saw in you know doing Ghostbusters Breakdown minute by minute is that it did have a great script. It had a great starting point and a jumping off point where it sounds like this Ghostbusters, all it really had was kind of the name recognition. Yeah. And the idea that Sony wanted their franchise. They wanted I, their evergreen property that's going to continue to make money. Yeah, and they screwed themselves, I think, because they just said, oh, we got the name. We got the property. Great. Go. It's going to be successful. It's going to work. Right. And so, that's... But this puts us in a pretty precarious situation because I know you and I would like to see more Ghostbusters movies. I, even though, you know, 2016 Ghostbusters answered the call, I still like the movie, but I've cooled on it considerably since I saw it. I would like to see a sequel to it. I would like for them to try to take another crack at it, maybe move it in a different direction. You know, they can have the same characters. That's fine. Maybe take a couple out, add a couple. I don't know. Some changes probably need to be made, but I would rather see them try to course correct and make another movie than just say, jump off. Then just yeah. yeah, hang up. And it's really weird because we see sequels getting greenlit all the time for movies now that you don't know why because the original movie maybe didn't do that well. I loved the first Jack Reacher. I thought it was really awesome. Jack Reacher 2 just bombed at the box office because it's not really the kind of movie that people wanted to see a sequel for. Yeah. You know, it's a good one and done. It's a great mystery movie, but we don't need like Jack Reacher 3, Jack goes to the moon, you know. Right. And the thing is, is Reach I, for the Moon. It'd be Reach for the Moon. <laughs> there you go. Sorry. I haven't uh, seen Jack Reacher 1 yet. I do hear it's pretty good, but a sequel to Jack Reacher over a sequel to Tron Legacy? Come on, somebody. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, we just had, you know, Disney took a bath this summer. Actually, it's funny because Disney, I think, has the highest, as as of this recording, has had the record-breaking year for box office uh, ever in 2016. But of course, that's because of movies like Captain America Civil War and the upcoming Doctor Strange is just going to make boatloads of money, but... They also had Alice Through the Looking Glass come out this summer. Did you remember that that movie no, was made? No, Sasha Baron Cohen is the king of clocks or something like that. Hey. I, I, you know, the first Alice in Wonderland, it was okay. It was, it was fine. It was the first 3D movie that came along after Avatar, and it's a Johnny Depp plays well in any territory. So, of course, the thing was eaten up across, you know, overseas. But it's not like it's the kind of movie that you want to see a sequel to or that you need a sequel to. Right. right? But, um, so maybe that's another reason too, because sequels aren't doing well because franchises are being pushed on audiences at the behest of the studio instead of the audience kind of inter- yeah. internally growing. Maybe that's the reason we're not getting Ghostbusters 2016 too. 
2018. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. So, but yeah, but that news came out, and it's a little bit disappointing to hear that uh, because of LSC's exiting, that Sony's having to take this all on their own shoulders. Yeah. And I'm really hoping that it doesn't affect the Ghost Core. Yeah, same here. Um, and I, every time news comes out about a sequel or any kind of like follow up to Ghostbusters 2016, it's never good news. It's never good news, and because Ghost Core has other ideas, they're probably just going to say, okay, let's forget this thing that didn't work and just go right. for these other ideas. Unfortunately, I, I, I don't know that there's a, another live-action film you know, in their work. There's like the animated thing. There's a couple other things that, you know, um, mediums yeah, and we'll, that they're going to we'll go for. talk about that in a second. But at one point in time, I think there was an idea to have like Channing Tatum and Chris Pratt. Yeah. I don't know if that was a rumor, but I think Channing Tatum was actually asked about that a couple of times. And he said something like, that's just, it's not moving forward or something like that. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the idea was, I think part of the backlash of having an all female Ghostbusters, the studio was like, well, let's do an all guys one too, for the other side of the audience. And yeah. for whatever reason that fell apart. It, and, you know, I really like Channing Tatum and Chris Pratt. Yeah. Uh, I think I think they're really talented actors, but I can already see that movie, man. It's just so predictable. I know exactly who is going to be playing what and how they're going to be playing it. Let's try something new. Yeah. Let's and we'll, try something and we'll new. talk about that here in a little bit when we talk about kind of the future of the franchise and what you'd like to see in it. But I can't, uh, you know, just talk about the disappointing box office numbers yeah, for yeah. Ghostbusters 2016. There's other, there's other stuff Without mentioning there. the other depressing news for Ghostbusters that came out this week. Oh, God. Via a Facebook post, it was notified that Ecto Cooler is being discontinued oh, yeah. at the end of the year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think it was the Ecto Cooler Facebook fan page posted a, a picture of a tombstone that said Ecto Cooler yeah. 2016 to 2016. Now, did you really think that Ecto Cooler was going to be back for a long haul? Well, I don't. I think I convinced myself it would because I liked it so much when we had ample amounts of it earlier. Uh, the, you know, when we started doing oh, these yeah, Patreon yeah. episodes, we were getting them in from our friend David Cole, uh, sent us over uh, a 24 pack of it or whatever. And then we had bought some at a Cinemark and it tasted fantastic. It was a great drink mixer. So yeah, I kind of did tell myself like this stuff is good. I think it'll continue to sell, but for whatever reason, uh, Ecto Cooler is, is off the store shelves. And that yeah. the, the, these two news stories coming out in the same week really kind of bum me out. Yeah. Be, not only because I like Ghostbusters Ecto Cooler and because I want to see a sequel to the 2016 Ghostbusters in some form. I want to see that continued forward. It's just both of them, both of them coming out in the same week kind of you start to look at it and you're like, well, what's going on? It's a bad omen. It's a bad omen. It's a bad sign for the franchise when it's a, it's a vote of no confidence in my yeah. mind. A and vote if, of no confidence in Chancellor Valorium. <laughs> there you go. But uh, uh, it, I mean, if this is like the... So, I mean, if this is Sony's like, you know, prized hog, then, and if it's kind of the only franchise that they've got, uh, to the best of my knowledge, they're kind of screwed, man. You know, or the, like, and I hate to put it that way, and I really do want to see Ghostbusters continue on, but if this is... It stumbled out the gate, I think, is the problem. I I think it's it's been mismanaged, and I don't know that it's really Ivan Reitman's fault at all, so much as it is Sony just kind of like, again, producers getting in the middle of stuff. Sounds like Amy Pascal had reasons that she wanted to get Ghostbusters 2016 made beyond kind of like, hey, this is what audiences want to see, Mm -hmm. you know, or or, or out there testing, like, hey, what would you want from a new Ghostbusters? Uh, You know, I think Ghostbusters can be made without. Bill Murray at the helm. You know, I think that the the franchise can continue further under different circumstances, but I don't know that that they were looking for what audiences wanted as opposed to like what they wanted to make. Right. Right. Like where are the dollars going to come from? Yeah. And not what's, what's, you know, where's the integrity in this whole thing? You know, we we're talking about Channing Tatum a minute ago. One of his best buddies and former Baton Rouge native, Steven, Steven Soderbergh mm-hmm. actually went into semi-retirement a few years ago. And he yeah. said one of the reasons he did was because 
directors and uh, writers weren't the ones in charge of making the movies anymore. It was ideas being directed by producers. Yeah. And that it was like, you know, 26-year-old producers coming in who, for some reason, got in that position because they were like, you know, they developed an app and got some money and somebody said, hey, this person's good at management as Mm -hmm. opposed to this person had one good idea. And these are the people out there now saying like, well, this is what the movie needs to be because it's going to test well in this international market. So it needs to have this and this and this as opposed to a writer and a director or a writer-director coming together and saying like, this is the kind of movie that I want to make. This is what I want to say with a movie. And so he said, you know what? I'm retiring. I'm done. I'm just yeah. going to go do TV. And I think he's back making movies now, but he said that was a big problem and I completely agree with him. When you lose one of the most influential directors in American history, something is wrong. Right. The godfather of independent of independent cinema. Yeah. The guy knows what he's talking about. Yeah, I listened to Steven Soderbergh about. or anybody else. I think he was particularly miffed when it came to the Moneyball fallout. You know, he was going to make the movie Moneyball, and he had this idea it was going to be half documentary, half narrative, uh, fictional narrative, and that freaked the studio out because they were like, oh, no, we want it to straight up just be a Brad Pitt movie. And Soderbergh was like, no, I have this artistic direction. And when they didn't want to go with that, he just backed out of the project. And he's got some ideas that you know studios weren't going to go for. Bubble, uh, I think he wanted to release on several different formats I think he did, the didn't same he? day. I, I'm really not sure. Mm-hmm. Um, he may have. That would have been like in theaters. It would have been on demand. It would have been on like home, like DVD and everything, all in the same day. So you had the option to see it however you wanted. Theater chains everywhere were like, "Oh hell no, this is not going to happen." Um, and so it's, it's man, that's you're not going to win. And right. I, I hate that because I love the idea of being able to see it however the hell I want, uh, as soon as I want. But the big boy is always going to is always going to win, at least for a very 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 long time. So we just as you know, moviegoers have to figure out how to adapt it like that. It sucks. I hate saying that, but it's the, that's the nature of it. Yeah. So getting past all that depressing news, hearing right. that soon, Sony's taking a bath on the thing, we still have some stuff with Ghostbusters to look forward to coming in, in the near future, and that is uh, an animated movie and an animated TV show. Yeah, so let's hear about that. So the animated TV show is going to be called Ecto Force. We don't know a lot about it right now other than Ghost Corps making it. Ivan Reitman's going to be the producer on it, and that we do have this amorphous... Thing there's an animated movie right, and I think that's coming out in 2019, and then Ecto Force will probably be a 2018 thing. That's when people are kind of looking at it to be coming out, which I think is great because I think that it's kind of it's kind of a fresh start in a different medium. Yeah. It's not uh, you know the movie again. I, I just hope it doesn't fall into uh, extreme Ghostbusters territory where it's this property that kind of lives by itself and you know doesn't. Uh, have too many ties. Well, I mean, Extreme Ghostbusters have a lot of ties to the Ghostbusters franchise, but I think that uh, I'm hoping that this isn't something that withers on the vine. Yeah. Okay, so there's the, um, what you just said, the Extreme Ghostbusters, uh, you know, where it could fall with that. And (coughs) um, I would really hope that Sony or Ghost Corps uh, would say like, okay, the, the animated series that we produced didn't do so hot, so let's totally trash and throw out the idea for the animated movie because of that simply for that reason let's get rid of the other thing and that seems like how they were behaving with excuse me let me rephrase that um that seemed how that sort of seemed like the case with okay we don't want to make a sequel to ghostbusters 2016 because it didn't do well you know so i hate to think that that's their way of thinking and that they'd be willing to compromise something that could really be very cool. Yeah. Uh, animated Ghostbusters in movies might be the direction for Ghostbusters from here out. Maybe. Yeah. So I'd hate to, for them to say, like, okay, it didn't work on TV, so that means it's not going to work anywhere else. So let me ask you, blue sky type idea here. What do you want from an animated Ghostbuster feature film, not a cartoon? Go. 
Okay, well, obviously, as a purist and a nostalgic, I would love to see something that stems from the original characters, you know. But I know that that's also the, the nostalgic in me and the purist, uh, and that's that's just not a good way of thinking all the time. I think as long as it exists within the basic premise of Ghostbusters, and that is a group of people who are stationed in a place and uh, are taking on, you know, supernatural powers, I think I'll be fine with it, to be honest with you. I think as long as the characters aren't too annoying uh, and poorly written, then I'll, I'll probably be good to go. Mm-hmm. And that'll help me figure out where I want to go from there. Because that's a really uh, hard question to answer at this moment in Ghostbusters time. Yeah. Well, I can tell you what I would like to see. I really want them to go to the IDW guys and say, like, hey, we need you all to come over here and tell us how to write this. Because clearly whatever you're doing over in that comic book is working. Because you and I both read those and thought they were pretty fantastic. You know, to that idea, I say hell yes. Yeah. Uh, Did you remember the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles CG movie that came out before the Michael Bay film? It was just called TMNT. It was a while ago. It was about maybe a decade ago. Maybe. It it was actually a follow-up, I guess a fourth film in that franchise to the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, live-action movie that came out. I think there were some references in it that said it was, you know, canonically in the same universe. They kind of looked like the Eastman and Laird original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but it was still kind of the fun-loving turtles. It wasn't the the very dark Daredevil ripoff or Daredevil parody. Um and I don't know if it's going to be like that or not, but uh, I don't know if it's going to be set in the same universe, if it's going to be modern day, if it's going to be a, a complete retelling. I hope it's not a complete retelling because at this point, this has been like the third different franchise that tries right. to tell the Ghostbuster story from the ground up. But I don't want to see Peter Venkman showing up in it. I don't want to see Ray Stance. I don't want to see Egon Spangler. I, I would rather them be like, okay, okay, this is West Coast Ghostbusters, mm-hmm. Westbusters, yeah. right? It's starting in San Francisco, and maybe they're dealing with the history of California or something like that. Tell me this. Uh, so, let's say that the West Coast Ghostbusters, are they still living in the same universe as the New York Ghostbusters? I would think they would same? have to. These are guys who finally got what mm-hmm. we wanted to see, I think, in, in some of these iterations of Ghostbusters, the franchise rights to start their own Ghostbusting unit. Why is it that I am okay with that, but I'm kind of turned off to the idea of it being a whole new universe? Because it's canonic. I think the big thing I think with, with, and I hate to use this term, geeks, Mm -hmm. is that the most important thing is that there is uh, internal consistency in, in continuity, right? That it doesn't have to be the same characters. They can be like the same characters, but it has to follow a canonized sequence of events, a timeline. And I think that that's one of the big problems with the 2016 Ghostbusters is one of the most unspoken things about the movie when, uh, you know, criticism is thrown its way is that it was like, a, a retelling of things instead yeah. of saying like, all right, there were Ghostbusters. They're not around anymore. Uh, we bought their firehouse and picked up their proton packs. And it's, I think people have invested time into this universe. They don't want like a full stop beginning mm-hmm. of something else. So yeah. if this cartoon starts off with a couple of guys who developed a ghost EVP app, uh, and they took that money, and now they're investing in opening their own ghost-busting franchise on the West Coast because paranormal activity has started around some ley line earthquakes that have happened or something like that. Uh, the dimensional rift has opened up in the center of the Earth, and ghosts are pouring out from in San Francisco and haunting it. Am I, am I writing this thing right now? Yeah, I, think no, I might it's, be. it's not bad. Yeah, but, but So that's what I want. I want them to get like a, a package in the mail from Dr. Egon Spangler says, congratulations for opening up your own Ghostbusters franchise. Here is your prototype proton pack. Oh, by the way, the uranium core inside of it has been melting the whole time. Congratulations, you have radiation poisoning. I think that would work (laughs) for me, and I think it would work because Egon, like you said, Egon is involved. I think if if that tie had been in the 2016 Ghostbusters, I would have liked it so much more. That's a stupid reason. So you don't need to 
see that character on screen, no, you just need to know that I it know. exists in the same Why universe. Why is that? Okay. I don't understand. You made that point earlier. But, I think um, I think it's investment. I think it's emotional investment I, in I characters and, and ideas and stuff like that. And when you tell someone like this is a new beginning, this is something new, you have to start from the beginning. You're like, wait a minute, I just I've been buying all these toys for twenty years. You know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, here's so okay, extreme Ghostbusters, which I don't really have a whole lot of experience with. I'm pretty sure I would not care very much about that show if the character of Egon wasn't in it. And even if he wasn't, the fact that it still takes place in the same universe as yeah. the original series, um, I would have written it off probably completely. Again, that's an ignorant thing for me to do, but there's just something in me. And I think a lot of other people that um, gives things a pass if they take place in this state yeah. uh, that we have grown up with and I are think so tied to. When legacy sequel reboots are done right, there's a little bit of new stuff, a little bit of old stuff, and you kind of take that with it. And I think, you know... Ghostbusters 2016 did not have that, and I think that's what turned a lot of people off. But I think that there's, um, you know, there's a lot going on right now to be concerned about. Seventy million dollars in a write-off is pretty damn bad. And Ecto Cooler, the death of Ecto Cooler, you know, that's one thing. But we do know that there are these two projects in development. Hopefully, if those things are going well right now, then maybe it can continue on to the future. I have, I still have hope in this franchise. The number one thing I don't want to see is the good people at Ghost Corps lose their jobs right. because of something a producer did exactly. somewhere. Some, you know? and, and people just throwing their hands up too quickly yeah, and saying like, oh, well, this thing didn't work, whatever. It's all over. Great. We're going on. Bye. And then, you know, so Ivan Reitman and Dan Aykroyd just, just see this thing through and make sure that whatever you're going to do, whatever the next step is with Ghostbusters works and listen to the people. Uh and yeah, I don't know, man. I, I've don't got, point I still fingers. got hope for it. Yeah, don't, don't come in and fingers. say like, you know what, yeah. like, this is all Paul Feig's part. No, the guy the guy directed the movie, you know, like it's it's not his fault if he's following directions from a producer who's not there anymore, any yeah. Pascal, you know, it's not uh, Katie Dippold's fault for writing the movie. They're following orders. They're doing a job that anybody else, you know, they're 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 great. I hope they go on to make other movies. If if it's a Ghostbusters sequel, great. If it's a sequel to Spy, that's awesome. I don't care. Yeah. I want to see those two work and continue to work. But at the same time, uh, I think that Sony needs to learn from its mistakes and turn a negative into a positive. That's I mean, what you have to do with this thing. What do you have right now? You have a reinvigorated core of female fans in the franchise. What do you do with that? What do you do with all the little girls who wanted to dress as Holtman yeah. for Halloween? Yeah, you take a negative, you turn it into a positive. You continue to move forward in the right direction. So I'm thinking that uh, if they take that lesson and they move forward in the... Uh, you know, hey, let Ivan Reitman do what Ivan Reitman does with the cartoon, with this new animated movie that's coming out, with Ghost Force, whatever. Find a way to tie those things into each other. I don't care. You've got a path to make a lot of money and continue to keep this franchise on. Ghostbusters is, as I think as we've noted in the past, uh, it came out in the Sony email leaks, that Ghostbusters as a franchise right now, with no new movies coming out, just a merchandising alone, brings in $50 million a year for Sony. That's some walking around change. You want to keep that thing going. You don't want to poison it by letting it just die on the vine. You yep. know, So continue with it. Move forward with it. Learn your lesson from it. And uh, if that means we get another feature-length well, okay, so here's the thing. I'll, I'll throw it right now, too. There was also a really cool trailer that came out this week for the Madame Tussauds uh, virtual reality experience. It's happening in New York. You know what I'm talking about? No, I didn't see that. Okay, so, uh, but you do know what I'm talking about, right? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. The yeah, VR yeah. experience that mm-hmm. they have with at the uh, House of the Wax, House of Wax or whatever, that's gotten rave reviews from people. Uh, it's an awesome uh, YouTube trailer. I'll throw it up for you after we're done here, and you can take a look at it. But it, it shows you what it's like to be in the scene. It looks amazing. God. If they can f- license that out to amusement parks... Uh, or, you know, uh, an area, let's say like, uh, every two or three States, like you in Houston or new Orleans or something like that, you get mm-hmm. one of these things. It's $50 a person. It's a lot of money, but it's supposed to be awesome. 
make it something that people have to kind of drive out of their way for and experience and have a good time with. Use that to start to re- rebuild the base, you know? Yeah. If the movie didn't yeah. work for you, but this VR experience is getting a lot of great, uh, uh, you know, uh, word of mouth, open one up in Universal Studios. Yeah. Open one up in Dubai. Open one up in Tokyo, Japan. Uh, See, and- d- d- Tokyo Disneyland. I hope me. that Ghost Core is listening to you right now because okay, so we've got our they they've got their different mediums they're going to try and tackle. Uh, that should be one of them. I'm sure Ghost Core is aware of all this stuff, and I know that they've probably got plans to move forward with the, the guy. I want to hear my voice right now is Tom Rothman. I want him to understand that like, hey, this is <laughs> there's a reason this franchise continues to live on, and it I, I, I'm I'm very scared that Ghost Core is going to get shut down. That's my thing. Seventy million dollar loss, the death of Ecto Cooler, all the stuff happening in the same week. LSC being a part of you know the Sony having to take a bath and the whole thing. I'm scared that it's going to get shut down. I hope that's not the case. I hope that they take the things that are working, move forward with it, and they learn the lesson from Ghostbusters Answer the Call, and they continue to push forward with Ghostbusters. I guess that's kind of my, my, my thesis for the whole thing. So, well, you got any, any other ideas? No, on, no, on I think we're on the same page. And I, yeah, I think we're speaking uh, on behalf of a lot of people. Yeah, all right. Well, there's still a lot of stuff to look forward to in the that's Ghostbusters right. franchise. Yeah. We just felt we had to address these uh, couple of talking points that came out in the news this week. And again, I want to thank Scott Corelli for kind of throwing both of those, I think, over in our direction to, to take a look that's at That's right. So, but uh, yeah, folks, well, thank you so much again for being a Patreon subscriber. Uh, next week on the show, we are going to be doing a uh, top three i think list of ghostbusters gadgets right, right so we yeah. did a, we did a show last week that got some pretty good feedback which was our top 10 ghostbusters villains you're going to bring three gadgets in i'm going to bring bring three gadgets in we're going to talk about them and uh, what it is we like about them and, and how, how they fit into the ghostbusters i've already got universe. mine in mind i do as well yeah I, right. I, I, hell i could record this one right now oh. <laughs> all right folks so everybody continue to have a great weekend out there again we've got two weeks left of the show uh, but we have the rest of it kind of mapped out, and uh, we're just uh, ready to give it to you guys because we think it's going to be pretty great. So. That's right. So, yeah, uh, stay tuned for that next uh, Patreon episode, and then keep your ears open to what the final one is going to be about. Awesome. All right, Exciting. folks. Well, I'm Kyle. I'm Brady. And we're here to remind you that death is but a door, time a window. We'll be back.